WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A plan for a proposed development at Nye's Apple Barn will move ahead to the St. Joseph Township Board of Trustees, but without the full recommendation of the Planning Commission. The commission voted last night to approve a special use permit for developers to build multifamily housing as part of the project, but it voted against the planned unit development request. Planners expressed concerns that the development was not what they envisioned when they saw the site as a potential mixed-use development. Here's the Planning Commission Chair, Ben Baker. I'm not sure that this site plan as presented fits the intent of the neighborhood mixed-use section of the zoning ordinance. I feel it's not including a mix of housing types and a variety of retail services and offered uses that would be neighborhood-focused, being a vibrant, safe, attractive, and walkable pedestrian environment. Additionally, about 30 members of the community surrounding the proposed development spoke against the project last night, citing concerns that include of vehicle traffic and human trafficking, the proposal will not head to the Township Board of Trustees. The Brandywine School Board in Niles last night voted to stop any new sexually explicit or violent books from entering the middle and high school libraries. At last month's meeting, the board created an explicit material book review committee, but the committee has yet to be formed. After some confusion and conflicting reports last night, we talked to Superintendent Travis Walker to clarify how new book materials will be reviewed. Right now, until any kind of formal process is adopted, we've got some different resources that we can use. One of those avenues is to look at the reviews on the vendor's website and especially pay special attention to any of the poor reviews and you know whether that review is due to objectionable content. Walker says there's also a resource called Common Sense Media that has reviews and age-appropriate ratings. He says prior to the new board policy, there was already a process in place for the media center specialist to review books entering the school libraries. Governor Gretchen Whitmer's $79 billion budget proposal is getting high marks from State Representative Joey Andrews. He tells us among the items that will benefit Southwest Michigan is a 10% increase in revenue sharing for local communities, and that's not all. Put $50 million of recurring investment into the housing fund, which is a huge issue for my whole district and most of the state right now. Also put $50 million in recurring investments into placemaking, which is sort of this new concept of taking existing places and renovating them, turning them into something new or improving them in some way. Andrew says some budget items are targeted at rural areas. $25 million for uh, public transportation that was specifically targeted at cities and villages with less than 10,000 people. There are many such cities and villages in Berrien County. Also included are an increase in the earned income tax credit, expanded eligibility for the Michigan Reconnect program, and a 5% increase in per-pupil funding for schools. Meanwhile, Andrews says Democrats are pushing $180 checks for all taxpayers in lieu of a decrease in the state income tax from 4.25% to 4.05%. That's called for by a state law. He says that tax cut would only amount to about $18 per year for the average earner. The checks are an alternative. Coloma Community Schools is seeking a $28.2 million bond from voters. Superintendent Dave Ehlers tells us the funds will go toward updating most of the district's aging buildings. Basically, it's a remodeling of all the old existing spaces in our high school, which was built in 1965 and has virtually been untouched other than some painting improvements over the years. And our elementary K-3 through building, our first, second, and third grade classrooms are all varying ages. 
Work at the elementary school would include new windows, ceilings, lighting, and also air conditioning for classrooms that don't now have it. The plan also envisions uh, tearing down the old, mostly unused high school and building a new athletic and community center in its place. That was another adjustment that the board heard from the community, that, that there's really not those kind of facilities in place, so maybe we should consider that, and they did. Ayler says the new center would have a gym that could be used for practices and also by local sports leagues. It'll have a conference room that could be used by the community. The bond proposal to be on the May 2nd ballot would be a 0.99 mil millage increase. Ayler says he senses the community's support. Lincoln Township leaders are looking at a way to reduce problems caused by short-term rental properties without having to amend the short-term rental ordinance. Township trustee Mark Florian told colleagues at a meeting last night the Planning Commission has heard noise complaints at short-term rentals and has decided the first step to address them is to look at improved communication. We're coming up with a brochure, it's a good neighbor brochure for lack of a better term at this time, that can be given to those guests by their landlords, by the people who own the homes, that identify in there what the expectations are. Remember you're in a community, remember there are people living around you that have to go to work. You know, you are a guest and we love the fact that you've chosen our community to come and visit, but be considerate. Florian says he thinks most visitors would rather be good neighbors to the people they're staying near. Complaints caused by short-term rentals have included guests parking in the wrong place, leaving trash out, and making noise late at night. Florian says short-term rental owners could also be reminded they could lose their rental license with enough violations. A donation of four ballistic shields has been made to the Lincoln Township Police Department by the Lakeshore Lions Club. Police Chief Gary Soper showed the shields to township trustees at their meeting last night, saying they can protect officers in tense situations. The cost of the ballistic shields was about $2,100 per shield. The Lions Club's Jerry Hylock also told trustees the group is raising funds for a utility terrain vehicle for the police department. It would be loaded with rescue equipment to help those in distress in remote areas. So in the township of Lincoln Charter Township, we had 1,185 acres of parks for sports and recreation for leisure. That's unbelievable. <laughs> that's a lot of parks. So that's where it would be used. And especially in Grandmere, where if something happens, you break a leg in the dunes, it's really hard to get somebody out of there. The UTV will cost about $25,000, and the Lions Club is applying for grants to help cover it. The Township Board a Tuesday voted in support. Anyone who wants to contribute to the effort can send a check to the Township and made out to Lincoln Township. Write ATV in the memo line. And thanks to a vote of residents back in August, senior citizens in Covert Township are now eligible to take part in all programs of senior services of Van Buren County. Covert Township Supervisor Dewey Cook tells us voters approved a one-mill levy for the service. She notes a lot of residents could benefit. We have quite a large senior population here in Covert. So my parents live here. A lot of the folks who work here in the office are seniors who can also go there. For a while, you could go and visit for a fee if you weren't in one of their service areas. I know seniors in South Haven, for example, who were able to go to their facility and have said that our seniors would benefit greatly for it. Senior Services of Van Buren County has a new center in South Haven that offers everything from exercise to social activities to medical transportation. Cook says they also have a care coordinator who could be stationed in Covert to better meet with seniors. Anyone age 60 or older who lives in Covert Township can now receive services from Senior Services of Van Buren County. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. 
Former South Carolina Governor and U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley is officially throwing her hat in the ring for the 2024 presidential election. Haley, who is Indian-American, was the first woman of color to serve as South Carolina's governor. ABC's Rachel Scott, who's at a campaign event in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, says Haley could join a crowded GOP field that includes former President Donald Trump. There are others that are testing the waters, essentially, including Trump's own former vice president, Mike Pence. He has two stops today in Iowa and in Minnesota. Then you have Senator Tim Scott, who's from South Carolina. He's going to be here tomorrow night doing an event in front of Republicans as well. You have Governors uh, Kristen Nunu, Christy Nome. They're also out there. And lots of speculation around Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. But listen, he is not giving an inch, not giving any clues on this. A white supremacist who killed 10 black people at a Buffalo supermarket has been sentenced to life in prison without parole after listening to the relatives of his victims express the pain and rage caused by his racist attack. Today's sentencing hearing for Payton Gendron was disrupted briefly when he was charged by a man in the audience who was quickly restrained. Gendron pleaded guilty to charges including murder and domestic terrorism motivated by hate. That last crime carried an automatic life sentence. He still faces federal charges that could result in a death sentence if prosecutors choose to seek it. ABC's Aaron Katursky was in the courtroom today. One woman said, you, you took my sister. And, and one man said, you took everything from me. But I don't want you to die. That's the easy way out. I want you to live and think about this every single day. In the end, the judge said that there would be no mercy, that his crimes were too cruel, too heinous, and she sentenced Peyton Gendron to what was required, life in prison without the possibility of parole. China says it will enact measures against U.S. entities related to the downing of a suspected Chinese spy balloon off the American East Coast. The foreign ministry spokesperson gave no details and did not identify the targets of the measures. China says the balloon was an unmanned weather airship that had flown off course. Since bringing it down on February 4th, the United States has sanctioned six Chinese entities it said are linked to Beijing's aerospace programs. The U.S. House of Representatives also condemned China for a brazen violation of U.S. sovereignty. U.S. Ambassador to Japan Rahm Emanuel said in Tokyo that the Chinese balloon's intrusion was part of a pattern of aggressive behavior by Beijing and not an isolated incident. The head of the Federal Aviation Administration faced questions from congressional lawmakers following the failure of an agency database last month that halted thousands of flights. It was the first nationwide ground stop since the September 11th attacks. ABC's M. Wynn has more from Washington. Lawmakers grilled Federal Aviation Administration Acting Administrator Billy Nolan following the agency database outage last month that caused a nationwide ground stop, the first since the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Senator Ted Cruz. This ground stop was the result of the federal agency's inability to modernize. Nolan also acknowledged several recent close calls and airport runways, though defended the agency. We are experiencing the safest period in aviation history. Saying he has since implemented new procedures to avoid a repeat of events. Recent events remind us that we cannot and must not become complacent. M. Wynn, ABC News, Washington. The U.S. Border Patrol has made a big fentanyl bust. Here's ABC's Alex Stone. Coming across the border in the Yuma, Arizona area, the chief of the Border Patrol tweeting agents found a migrant illegally in the U.S. with 93 pounds of fentanyl. In a photo, it appeared to be in packages wrapped in tin foil. Only a day earlier, a group was found by the Border Patrol with 24 pounds of fentanyl. The chief saying this fiscal year they've seized over 476 pounds of fentanyl enough to kill over 100 million people. Alex Stone, EBC News. 
And as the war in Ukraine rumbles on, there's been another NATO meeting to determine what the alliance should do next. Morph maybe sees Tom Rivers at the foreign desk. In NATO countries, a problem. Ammunition reserves are running down due to the handover to Kyiv. That means individual alliance nations will now have to pay for more to replenish those losses. Defense Secretary Austin. We also discussed our progress in building up ammunition stockpiles and boosting defense industrial industrial capacity. A year down the road, we're still hearing the phrase, we'll support Ukraine for as long as it takes. But that point of view is starting to wear thin among some in Europe. Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.